This is the Elite Development Podcast, a show with the aim of helping athletes evolve in every element of their careers through real-world advice and experience. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault. I'm a strength and conditioning coach in Calgary, Alberta, with a singular focus on building better athletes. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dussault, and today we are talking about three tips to help set up a proper strength program for athletes. Now, why are we talking about this today? Well, one of the things that I pride my company on is our ability to train athletes effectively, obviously by the fact that we're a strength and conditioning company, but even more so, I pride, on, I pride, our, I pride us on being different than what you see in the market. And the reason that I pride myself and pride my company on that is because honestly, our market, our industry is very, very full of coaches that don't know what they're talking about and programs that don't work. And so what I aim to do is I aim to show athletes the difference between I went in, I lifted weights and I'm sore versus I went in and actually had an effective training session that is going to help me succeed in my sport. Now, we do that in a few different ways. And today we're going to be talking about a few of those very important things. Now, keep in mind, this is obviously mainly an audio format that you're listening to this in. So there is going to be some visual that could be lacking. So keep that in mind as you listen, because I'm going to do my best to describe the things that you're actually going to need to see and focus on while you're in the gym. So the first tip in order to set up a proper strength program for athletes is make the sessions full body. Now, why is this important? One thing that I see a lot of athletes doing that I absolutely hate is having basically following bodybuilder splits, following, you know, a push day, a pull day, a leg day, something like that within their week. And the reason why I hate this, the reason why it is not an effective way for athletes to do their strength and conditioning is think about this. If you hit a really hard leg day, you know, five, six different exercises, four to five sets, 10 to 12 reps of each one, your legs are going to be freaking sore. There's no way around it. Your legs are going to be sore. They're going to hurt. It's going to be a few days at least that you're really feeling that leg day. And I know a lot of you are probably sitting here thinking, well, good, we're supposed to feel our workouts, right? Like you're supposed to be sore after you work out. And to an extent, yeah, like it's not a bad thing to feel your workouts the next day. It's not a bad thing to be sore. But what you need to keep in mind is that your main goal is not to build muscle. Your main goal is to succeed as an athlete. And so if you're crushing your legs and then you're trying to go wrestle the next day, it's not going to be a very good wrestling session. And so, yeah, your legs might be, you know, sore and working hard and getting bigger. But if you can't train effectively around that, then it's not effective training. And the same idea, you go hit a really hard arms and shoulders session, and then you try to go box later that night. That's not going to work. You're not going to have good power in your shots. You're not going to be moving well. You're not going to have snap behind your jab because your arms are going to be burnt out from your crazy hard arms and shoulders day, right? So the reason we need to make our sessions full body and the reason that is such a more effective tool 
is first of all, you're hitting every muscle group more often through the week. You're just not hitting them as hard. So you're making consistent improvement because you're consistently progressively overloading all the muscle groups, but you're not doing it with as much intensity. So you're not sore for four days after. So you're actually able to train more than once on the same day. One thing that a lot of my athletes love about the work that we do. And one of the things that, again, we pride ourselves on is being able to train more than once in a day. If you do your strength and conditioning session and you're so burnt out that you can't go train later that day, then you're missing out on a ton of training sessions that you can do. So we need to build the sessions in a way that, yes, they're still pushing hard. Don't sit here and think that our sessions are easy all the time. But the goal is not who can push the hardest. The goal is who's going to be successful in the sport. So we build our sessions around making continuous improvement over time. That's why part of the company's slogan is one day at a time. It's showing up backwards on my screen, but if you're watching this, hopefully you can see it the right way. But that's why part of our company's slogan is one day at a time, building better athletes one day at a time. That's so important because we're not trying to do so much work today that we're magically going to skip the line. We're trying to improve. We're trying to get a little bit better, a little bit stronger, a little bit faster, a little bit more powerful every single day. But if you stick to that consistently and you do that for long enough, you're going to hit the point where you have that unbreakable gas tank. You're going to hit the point where your body is so freaking strong and powerful and fast that nobody's going to be able to compete with you. Not by burning yourself out every day, but by working consistently every day. So, that is principle number one. Make the sessions full body so that you can hit every area more, but not hit it with as much intensity so that you can do more things within your day. Number two is hitting different planes of motion. This is another huge mistake I see athletes make on a continuous basis is every, every exercise that they do within any particular muscle group is moving in the same direction. So, you know, they're hitting a goblet squat, then a split squat, then a back squat for their legs. And every motion is just down and up, down and up, down and up. So you're building very, very specific strength in one direction, but you're not hitting any lateral movement. You're not hitting any diagonal movement, any front to back, anything other than just down and up for your legs. Why is that bad? Well, Think about a fight. Think about any fight you've ever been in. Have you ever just moved in one direction? You've just moved forward or just moved backward or just stood up and got down and stood up and got down. No, of course not. That's stupid. No fight will ever be that way. So why do you need to hit that in training? Because we need to build up the muscles, build up the movement patterns, build up all different directions so that whatever the fight throws at you, your body is used to that position and your body is able to move more effectively from that position. So in our programs, yes, you will see a lot of regular squats, different variations, goblet squats, double dumbbell front squats, back squats, split squats. Those are always the favorite, always the ones that bring up the most, most emotion in my athletes. But you're going to see a lot of different variations that are moving in different directions. So this is going to be lateral, lateral hops with stabilize, lateral hops with stability work. So focusing on stabilizing your landings. We add weight to those when they start to get easier. Lateral squats, diagonal movements, everything in every plane of motion to make sure that regardless of what movement your fight throws at you, you are well equipped to take it. 
So principle number two is moving in different planes of motion. Now, principle number three is moving, is the movement over the amount of weight. So one thing that I focus on with every athlete I work with, one thing that our company focuses on with every athlete we work with is focusing on building better movement patterns. So I posted something just the other day and, you know, as I filmed this, I can't remember exactly what day it's coming out. So it might be a little ways back in my feed, but I posted something the other day about technique in a deadlift. And immediately I have people messaging me saying, well, that's not the way to get the most weight on a deadlift. Like you need to change this, this, and that so that you can lift heavier. And again, I come back to the fact that you're not a power lifter. If you're a power lifter, you shouldn't lift the way that I'm teaching my athletes to lift. If you are an athlete and your goal is to be fast, explosive, powerful, and move well within the ring of the cage, this is going to be the way that it's going to help you do that. Focusing on improving the movement patterns that you're actually going to need to see in the sport is going to be the way that you see the most success when you actually step into the ring of the cage. So with that video about the deadlift, what I focused on was when you go to set up, driving your hips back and loading up your hamstrings and your glutes when you set up to grab the bar. So not having it be a pulling motion through your lower back, but forcing your feet through the floor and for forcing your hips forward as you stand up in order to get the most engagement possible from your hips and hamstrings. And in turn, the most engagement possible from the muscles that are going to, that are going to be the initiators of the movement behind a punch, behind an explosive takedown or anything else that you might be doing while you fight. And by improving the movement patterns in the strength and conditioning gym, doing your strength and conditioning work, those movement patterns become more natural. And then when you reinforce them while you actually fight and while you actually train, now you're going to move more easily, you're going to move more efficiently, and you're going to move more explosively because you are developing that pattern in every area of your training. So let's go over these things again, just to really make sure that we're hitting them home. So principle number one is making your sessions full body. The reason this is important is we want to make sure that as you train, you're not getting super, super sore with every session so that you can get more out of your skills training and in turn, continuously develop your athleticism, continuously develop your skill set, and in turn, see the best possible version of you every time you step into competition. Principle number two is moving in different planes of motion. If all of your movement is focused in one plane of motion, one direction, then the only place that you're going to be strong is in that one direction. So instead of just thinking, how heavy of a back squat can I load up? Start moving into lateral squats and lunges. Start moving into diagonal 45 degree angle lunges. Different movements in different planes that are going to allow you to build strength in every different direction, every different movement pattern that you could see in the sport. And in turn, you're stronger, more stable, more bulletproof. And in turn, you're going to be able to put a better athlete into the cage or into the ring every single time you fight. Now, principle number three is movement over weight. Stop thinking about how much weight can I lift unless you're planning on entering a powerlifting competition and start thinking about how am I moving the weight. If you're stepping up to a deadlift bar and just gripping and ripping and not worrying about what your torso is doing, not worrying about what muscles are initiating the movement, yeah, you might get super strong, but 
you're going to miss out on all of those little stabilizer muscles and all of those little, all of that little bit of activation that you can get, which is going to actually help you when it comes to the fight itself. So start thinking about what muscles are initiating your movements. Start thinking about how you're moving the bar, not just how much weight is on it and start seeing drastic improvements to your gas tank. So I hope this was valuable. If you got some value out of this, make sure you're sharing it with a friend, sharing it with a teammate, sharing it with a coach, sharing it with someone who might need to hear this message. And as always, my one ask of you, well, I just said it, my one ask of you is sharing it around with people that might need to hear it. Because guys, the big thing that I need you to remember is just because you worked hard, it doesn't mean it was an effective session. That's something that I see with a lot of athletes. It's something that I see with a lot of teams, you know, guys that finish their sparring session and then do these crazy sprint workouts with burpees and push-ups and whatever else. It's like, yeah, it's hard, but preparing for a fight is so much more than just working hard. You know, just the fact that you're sweating doesn't mean that it's effective. doesn't mean that your conditioning is improving. The conditioning needs to be built around the specific demands of the sport. The strength, the power, the speed needs to be built effectively in order for it to translate to the sport. So the way these three tips are going to be huge in actually developing a proper program. But the other thing, if you're doing some work with your teammates or something right now, start asking yourself, why am I doing this? And how is it going to help me? And if you don't have a clear answer other than, well, it's fucking hard and we got to fucking grind, then probably stop doing it. Because if they don't have a clear answer of, well, we're doing this amount of sprint work because this is going to help A, B, C, and D in the fight, then they don't know what they're talking about. So that actually is the fourth principle. And one of the most important things that my company focuses on is everything we put into our athletes program has a clearly defined purpose. So if you have it in your program, you are understanding, this is what I need to do, and this is how it actually helps me improve as an athlete. None of the conditioning work is in there just to show you're fucking tough. Like, no, it all has a purpose. It all has a reason. It all has an effect that it is going to have on your performance in the sport. And just grinding isn't that effect. It's going to be hitting a specific energy system. It's helping a specific muscle group. It's working on injury prevention for you know a specific joint or a specific area everything has a clearly defined purpose so make the sessions full body move in different planes of motion movement over weight and everything needs a purpose so that is it that is all share this around with a friend a coach a teammate someone who needs to hear this message i appreciate you thank you for making it this far we'll talk again soon Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I would greatly appreciate if you subscribed and left a review for the show. As well, I would love to hear what your biggest takeaways were from the episode. My contact info is linked below. Send me a message and let me know what you thought. As always, I'm your host, Kenny Dusso. Thank you again and see you next time.